Hello, and welcome to the Real Talk with Reagan podcast. I'm your host, Reagan. This is the podcast where I'm going to get really honest about how to grow a profitable online business and share the raw truth of what goes behind the scenes of entrepreneurship. I went from wondering, is this what life is all about as an employee to CEO of my own company and was able to replace my paycheck within the first year of business? This show is for the online business owner who is ready to learn not only the strategy, but the mindset of what it takes to grow your legacy as a CEO. I'm so happy you are here. Now let's dive into this episode. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Real Talk with Reagan. I'm so excited because I have Summer on my podcast. This is actually her second round, but it's fine. I kind of fucked some shit up and we didn't get the first one up. So we're redoing it. Summer is a business mentor and a marketing strategist. And I'm just so excited to have you here. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. So last time we spoke, I was a copywriter. So I had been a copywriter for about three years or so with a background in writing and journalism. So now though, we have, I have rebranded and basically I'm a business mentor and coach and a marketing strategist for online service providers. So if you have a done for you service, whatever you do, like I will help you build that business and scale it. So that's where we're at today. Amazing. Yeah. Summer and I were just talking about how we both have changed so much since the last time we talked and are now in businesses that we actually love to run and be in and talk about. It's crazy what can happen in a year because we literally recorded like almost last year till this time. Yeah, it's just kind of wild. I always ask people like, what made you start your business? Let's start there. Let's give people the story. How did you get into what you do now? Totally. So when I first, first started business, like I was... Backstory, I went to college and all that stuff, found my absolute passion in journalism, right? And I was working for the police department at the time. So 16-hour shifts as a medical officer dealing with crackheads, drug addicts, like all that great stuff, right? And like <laughs> five foot one me having to like manhandle a six foot, six foot men to the ground. And I was like, I am 22 years old. I don't think I can do this for the rest of my life because I'm either going to break a rib or something bad is going to happen. Like, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> so I graduated and I was like, what am I going to do with myself? Right. And right when I graduated, that's about when the pandemic hit. And I was like, just going to mass apply for journalism jobs. Like, that's what I went to school for. I'm just going to go forth and do it. Long story short, I got rejected like 20 times, mm. 20 times, NBD, right? Like, no big deal. And I was like, I know meet people, like what's going on? And then the pandemic like kind of hit. And I was like, oh, so this is probably all happening in the background. Fast forward, I moved across country, don't have a job. What am I going to do with myself? Mm. And I thought to myself, I should just be a copywriter because at that time I had like five years of experience in marketing and writing as a journalist. I'll do both put it together and boom, I'll create a business. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I had my copywriting business, did super well on it right in the beginning, 8K months, all that amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. And every day, I don't necessarily want to do this. Mm-hmm. And that went on because I didn't listen to myself for about two and a half years. Wow. But the crazy thing is, 
I've transitioned now to being a business mentor, but when I was still a copywriter, I was doing business strategy like VIP days, mm. doing like marketing audits. I love doing that. I did that stuff for free and I charged for my copywriting, right? Mm. Because I just love doing it. And that should have been a light bulb moment, but it wasn't. And I, for two and a half years, like while I was doing copywriting, I had to like, convince myself that was the business I wanted to be in and then last year literally like maybe a month after we first recorded this episode I was talking about how I was a copywriter I was like I don't want to do this like I really don't want to do this yes I have built this business but no I don't want to continue and so I took a moment I visited family and friends for like a month and stuff just to get my head straight I hadn't seen them in like almost two and a half years at that point yeah. And everything kind of centered. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do the thing I've been doing for free. Like, I love it so much. I want to, I've been doing it for free. I might as well charge for it because I'm good at it. And so last year, so 2022, in like November, I was like, I'm changing it up. So switched mm-hmm. over, became a business coach and marketing strategist. And I have not looked back since. And the real reason I started it, this is for me, was one, because it felt like aligned 100%. Mm-hmm. But also, I finally listened to myself, right? Because I was so stuck in like the masculine, go, go, go. You don't have time to think about what you actually like. I, I took the time to think about it. But I also realized that when I reconnected with my copywriter friends, and I was like, hey, how's life going? of them had to shut down business because they just didn't know how to get clients. I know how to get clients and I just don't want to do copywriting. And I had noticed that a lot of people who were amazing service providers, copywriters, VAs, social media management was founders and stuff like that. Like they were great at their service, but no one knew how to get clients to have the money to get more clients to then run their business. And that's the gap I want to fill. And the external gap that a lot of people don't talk about, which is like what it means to be an immigrant in business, what it means to like be first gen. And it's almost like an additional stress because while I was doing my business and stuff like that, and back when I was doing copywriting, and I did talk to people at the time, like, what are you doing to get clients and stuff? have the idea that if it doesn't work out, I can go sleeping on my parents' couch. It's not that big of a deal. Mm. And in my head, I was like, I don't have that option. Like I actually make money to provide for my mom. If mm. it's not making money, no, no one has money. Yeah. So I thought that was also interesting. And I've been talking to a lot of people who are business owners who struggle with that as well. And that's also like a gap in the market that, We have to change our mindset. So I talk to people about that too. So long-winded answer, but that's why I got into this. Well, that's why I transitioned from copywriter to business mentor and coach. So good. So many golden nuggets. The first nugget I want to just sit with is like trusting your guts and really reconciling with like this is what was working this is what was making me money like this is what I was comfortable with to like the transition to business mentor what is your 
perspective about how to do that when you feel like as a first generation, it's, it's different. Like, what does that actually look like? It is so freaking scary. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, I'm just going to try something new off the menu that I haven't tried before because there are serious consequences to mm-hmm. it, right? And that's why I didn't switch. That's why nose to my computer 12 hour days doing the thing I hated. I shouldn't say hated, but like I severely disliked, which was copywriting. It is so terrifying because if you don't succeed, it's not that you don't succeed. Your whole family doesn't succeed. I'm the oldest of like me and my sister and she hits me up if she needs money. My mom used to hit me up if she needed money and it was like $20, $30, right? It's like, I have to keep an extra $5,000 in my account just in case my family needed it. That was money that was mine. I didn't get to touch it. Yeah. So when there's so much trauma associated with money and you're finally making money and you want to pivot to be like, I want to do this thing so bad. I just don't know if I will make money. Like that trauma just carries on. And to answer your question, like how do you trust yourself Mm -hmm. enough I would say because technically I still needed to make money. It wasn't like I could have just lived off my savings and make the jump. I had to make sure that I had some type of strategy in place before. While I was still having my clients, while I was still doing my job, I had to make sure I had something to cross the bridge with instead of making a jump. Like I couldn't make a jump. There could not be a time where I wasn't making money. So I trusted myself to finally say, I know I can do it because I built my first business, Mm. but I need to say it is okay to do the thing you like. I had to just sit with that, with the whole mindset first. It is okay to do something that I like doing because I've I've never done anything that I like to do because that doesn't make money, right? You got to go where the money is. Mm. And once I said, it's okay to do something that I like to do, I will find the money in it. And I, I, that's what I did to transition. Yeah. I think that brings up such a good point of safety and doing what you have to safely do. Like instead of taking the leap, crossing the bridge, it's such a beautiful analogy and metaphor of what it looked like. And I know you have a framework for this, like helping people who feel lost, want to build a business, want to uplift their family, but also have the the challenges that come with being a first generational entrepreneur. So what does that look like? So the framework's technically like to build the business of your dreams, essentially, that I like to take my clients through is first mindset work. And that is such a big thing that I even like 100% honesty and transparency. I laughed at that. I was like, oh, you're just like a (laughs) coach. Like, oh my gosh, affirmation. I used to make fun of that. Just do the work. Like, what are you talking about? Just do the work. Stop stop thinking about it. Just do it, right? Because that's what I've been brought up with. Just do the damn thing. Don't ask questions. Yeah. Go work for the police department. Don't ask questions. Like I was in such a structured, like do the thing. Mm-hmm. So I tell people like, and especially women, right? Like we have a lot of things that yeah. block us in the beginning that we don't even know about. Yeah. I always tell people like first is mindset. I always say 
instead of yo-yoing back and forth between like extreme highs and extreme lows, my business coach actually taught this to me. Her name is Nia. I have to give her a shout out. She introduced the idea of neutrality. Mm-hmm. And the neutrality phase is like right in the middle where you don't go from like, oh, I'm a piece of shit to I'm the shit. Let me just sit with the thing that makes me uncomfortable. Let me just mm-hmm. sit with it all day. And then I take it a step further and I'm like, don't just mentally tell yourself it's okay. Like introduce and incorporate those things that scare you on the daily so it's not as scary i tell people if money is your thing because money was my thing look at your bank account even if it's in the negative even if it's in red like look at it and then scroll over to instagram if that makes you feel better (laughs) do something do something so it's part of your day and then what i tell people is like after we've talked about mindset and stuff like that sitting with yourself understanding your traumas and triggers then figure out why you in business why should someone pick you because So many times, the way we grow up, we aren't important. It's Mm -hmm. our results is the only thing that's important. And that's extremely difficult for someone who wants to build a business. And they don't have those clients yet. They don't Mm -hmm. have the results, quote unquote, that make them desirable, that they think that makes them desirable. So I tell people, okay, we need to find out, like, what is your defining thing? What is your it factor? Like what makes you you? Mm-hmm. And start start building that as the foundations. And then we dive into market research. We figure out what do people in your niche actually want? Mm-hmm. We talk about, okay, messaging. How can we position you as attractive as possible to your ideal client? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, how do we use real data to create a signature service that only you have that you're not competing against upwork and fiber people. And once we have all of that in like this beautiful ecosystem, then I'm okay, let's talk about marketing. Let's talk about messaging. Mm-hmm. Let's pricing for profit. And it kind of all comes together. So not only do my clients have the mindset, I like pull them out of the trenches because I understand what that is. Mm-hmm. It's like I affirm them, I help them. And okay, now let's take care of business because. Mm-hmm. Just taking care of business, the second I I have helped them with that in the past, like when I was doing this for free, I realized even when I help people with business and marketing, they would just fall back to zero because they're not in the right space to continue that progress. So that's why now I do the mindset work and I do the business work as well. Yeah, that's so, so good, which kind of answered like my next question of like, what comes strategically and like we looked into that but what do you think comes identity wise when you're when you're getting them out of the trenches like you said and into the identity of like I get to go after what I want I can do things I love and make money I don't have to work the 12 hours that's been passed down generation after generation after generation like what does that work look like I tell people, and it's something that I've done. So, and and I know it works because I've done it. And it's kind of like, and I have to also give props to my husband. He's the first person who Mm -hmm. helped me realize you can do something you like to do. And what is that? But technically what I tell my people is if you don't know, right? Because there's the person who is struggling to 
just do the thing, right? Like they know who they want to be. They have this identity for themselves. They have this ultimate vision for themselves. And that's easier, right? Because you know, you know, if you had money, what you would dress up, you had that business, how you would walk. Mm-hmm. But so I just tell people, if you know what you know, and you know what you want and who you want to be, don't just embody that person make small choices on the daily that that person would make spend the spend the ten dollars you know to get those press on nails if that's like what your ideal person will eventually like do the small thing that you can afford so you can start feeling like oh i can recognize that person in the mirror but what i will say there is a big distinction from that type of person i've seen versus the person who i say okay who do you want to be and they're just like me that's cool and I'm like okay but like who do you want what do you want to be how do you want to carry yourself how do you want to be and Mm. they're just like I never thought about that I just want to make money because making money is the identity Mm. there is no difference they don't know that there's a difference between like oh I can be this type of person who also makes money Mm. and for those types of people I say Take a second and every day try something new. It doesn't have to be anything like business related. Just try something new. You've never watched a scary movie? Try that out. Like I grew up not like we were so poor that my mom every time a place was more than seven miles away and we we had one car. Anytime a place was more than a seven mile radius from our house, that was too far. And I literally grew up thinking if something was more than seven miles away from where I lived, I couldn't go there because it's too far. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was I'm going to take one trip. And a trip to me was literally someplace that was like 50 miles away. And Mm -hmm. I did that once a week in college. I want to go to the mall because we never went to the mall. I want to go to the mall. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what it feels like to go to the mall as like a 20 year old because I didn't do that as a kid. I started doing the small things, even the free things. You know, I was like, oh, I explored what I actually like to do. Mm. And I realized that in college, I realized I like photography. In college, I had been writing all my life I realized because on a whim, I took a a journalism class. Oh my gosh, I like journalism. Journalism wasn't even a job Mm. title I knew existed, right? Like a journalist. Like you hear journalists are a thing, but you don't know what that means until you sit there and you're like, oh, I'm in a room with a journalist. (laughs) Mm. So I always tell people, like, if you have no idea the type of person you want to be, do small things you've never done before or take small steps to do things you think are impossible and like it. Mm-hmm. Do that for a month. Do something new for a month. And then you'll see if you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't have to do that as an evolved entrepreneur. You know what I mean? So that's what I tell my people. It's so, so good. It's similar to the way I talk about surrender. If surrendering is new to you and also like learning what you like is new to you, you can't do it in the big things until you feel safe in the small things. It's like capacity is everything. So when you're doing small things and you're seeing that you have bodily safety, you have safety with your money, which is a big thing that you're talking about, what I talk about of like, 
once you can feel safe in a little thing, then it compounds and then you feel safe to do bigger things. And you kind of arrive there versus like dysregulating your nervous system versus like telling yourself that you can't do it. You count yourself out of everything. So I think that's like a really beautiful way to build identity, especially for folks who for generations never got asked what they wanted to do or only were told like like successes in the money because of like what was expected of them. And so I think that's a really beautiful way of you helping them in that identity. So probably so the strategy works, right? So that you can get to the strategy of like that ecosystem that you built. Absolutely. Because if they're not even comfortable, kind of like you said, like if they're not comfortable on the daily, how can I ask someone, well, your marketing strategy is going to be three reels a week and a live once a month. They're just like, why? Like who would listen to me? We, You don't know who you are yet. So let's figure out who you are and then you will see why people are going to listen to you. I actually had a breakthrough with one of my clients the other day and it was just a random call because she was feeling down. She didn't know what to do. And I was sitting there and I was giving her all of this strategy. And I'm just like, girl, you're good. What's going on? Mm. Why are you freaking out? I'm curious. What is holding you back? You're a social media manager. You know this stuff works. Like, mm. what's going on? And she got into this whole topic about her identity. Like, she was adopted and she had a kid and her entire life she was told, you're not going to amount to anything. You're going to be just like your biological mom, da, 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 da. And she's like, and she broke down a little bit. And she was like, I have a story. I just don't know what to do with it. I'm so scared of failing that yeah. I don't know how to move forward. And I was like, great. I was like that. The fact that you just said it, now we can work on undoing it. Mm-hmm. And I gave her tips. If you're scared about this, do this. See what happens. If you're scared about this change, make this one instead and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And nothing will happen. And the fact, the second someone realizes that the reality of it isn't as bad as what they think it is, that's like moving in strength. You know what I mean? Basically what you talk about as well. Yeah. It's so crazy because the more you learn the science behind thoughts and nervous system you realize that your brain and body doesn't know what's real and what's not real. So the thought of feeling in front of your family and living up to the expectation that you're not going to amount to anything, if you do this, feels very real and visceral, even though it probably won't happen. But that's why that what you're saying is so amazing of like little steps little thought changes because that's what ultimately adds up to that safety to push the limit of what you think exists for you or what you think the repercussions of it will be exactly exactly so good I want to talk about your marketing ecosystem tell us about this ecosystem we're we're changing we're changing the direction we're going marketing now Tell us about like this ecosystem that you built from like this foundation, from your own story, from coaching with your clients and like why it's effective. Yeah. So the ecosystem I stem from is understanding that there are different people on different platforms 
And we need to talk to each person in a different way. And technically, you don't know what that is, or it's not you, but the people listening, they don't know what that is, is omni-channel marketing. Mm-hmm. And omni-channel marketing is something that I 100% believe in mm-hmm. because it is marketing on multiple different platforms. And that, of course, is more of an advanced thing. And so I break up my marketing into two So for people who are beginning in business, they're still getting their feet wet with marketing. I tell them, okay, let's pick a platform like Instagram or TikTok where we can dive deep in, get your messaging really deep in, Mm -hmm. talk to your ideal client, do research, start seeing what's good, what works, what doesn't, um, and creating a community in there before we branch out into omni-channel, before Mm -hmm. we add the podcast, before we add the blog. Before we add like all these extra pieces that supplement your Instagram or TikTok. And the reason I split it up is because people who are not good honing in their message, honing in their marketing, honing in their services and talking to an ideal client on one platform, they're going to feel like a fish out of water when they start throwing in the podcast and they start throwing in the blogs. I'm pretty sure my brain like it needs some help because I'm, I bounce around ideas all the time, right? Like most entrepreneurs are probably diagnosed with like ADHD or something like oh, that. For sure. like, when I first started this vision, I'll be on podcast, I'm gonna do this, I'll be on blog, I'm gonna have an email, letter, newsletter, and everything. And I digress. But it's funny because when I first started business, when I switched over and transitioned to being a marketing strategist, no duh, and a business coach, no duh, should have taken my own advice and gone <laughs> in deep for one place, right? And I did it. And what happened? I was so tired all the time. Oh, yeah. I was so stretched thin. I didn't even have a dollar to my name with clients. Mm. And I was doing all this. And so what I tell people is when you're beginning, when you're starting out, we need to hone in like strategic one and deep. And then when you're good, you have your messaging down, you have a marketing strategy down, what services you're going to be launching and stuff like that, then we can branch out. And now I'm talking about the omni-channel. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think marketing on a lot of platforms can get really overwhelming and confusing. The only reason it does, though, is if you're not secure and understand who you are, what your mm-hmm. business does, who you serve, and how you serve them. The second you hone in on that and you get your practice in with one platform, going omni-channel on multiple is really easy because what I tell people, and you probably, you do it yourself. You record one podcast, you write one blog, right? You record one YouTube video. You take bits of that from the long form content and break it down to short form content. You recycle it. Into Instagram posts, into TikToks. You film yourself like how I'm doing it right now. You film yourself and you put that into a reel. And then you just write the caption. And what that does and why it works when you're ready to level up your business to push past like the 10K or 15K months is because you're hitting more people, more eyes on different platforms than you would in just Instagram. You give people a way to digest your content deeper. So they trust you more. If you're not ready to do that, if you don't have the time to write a blog, if you don't have the resources to outsource podcast editing yet or your time yet, that's why I always say like 
Omnichannel works great. It creates this whole marketing ecosystem of like no like trust factor, people can consuming your resources and everything. But if you're not ready for that, we have to do one or we have to go deep. Yeah. And I think we should bring up, because I know you've been there, I've been there, of the patience and time that is required to understand your offer, your client, how you get results, your unique perspective. I think what we see a lot in the industry, and you can chime in if you're with me, is that we rush things and then we burn ourselves out and then we're not making the money. And it's like, if you were to spend just two years and two years is not that much time if this is going to be your career in what summer's talking about you would blow yourself away it takes some commitment and some time and patience to figure that shit out I mean think about us we both changed in one year like we changed our offers our hot takes like what we think but I think it's because we were willing to stay in the mud for longer than what we think it's required oh my god can you like say that over and over it'll be one of our like clips <laughs> look patience I get all my husband all the time and he's like you need to have some more patience and I'm like you just have to do the thing and I'm just like not a patient person right and I think a lot of people especially in this world of instant gratification almost like mm-hmm. Amazon hello two-day delivery when I saw Amazon stop doing two-day delivery it was like we can have your package delivered at this time what do you mean I don't get two-day delivery and it's crazy because like those little things add up and you don't realize that when you consume Instagram posts like oh I, you know, I made zero to 10K and blah, blah, And I'm guilty of it too, right? Like I talk about making 8K in my first month as a copywriter, but that was because I had five years prior marketing Boom. experience. Boom. And the thing is like a lot of people, a lot of business owners, they get swept up in this cycle of like, I need to do it. People are already doing it. This subconscious comparison is constantly there. And that us back so much. And you're so right when you say whatever you think you're going to do in the timeline, you think you're going to get it, double that if you're lucky and you'll get it. Yeah. If you're lucky, right? Because when I switched over back in like November, excuse me, I didn't get the business name I got in November. I changed my business name. I changed my offers. Like you said, like my hot takes completely different. and. I have now, now after being in business for three years, now I am finally secure in like what I do, who I do it for, and the offers I have, I stand by it. Earlier this year, just January, like six months ago, I I thought were amazing. Tell your mom, tell your dad, tell everyone in your life. (laughs) Those are not it. Oh, amen. This is such a juicy conversation. I really have this philosophy. Coaching's a career, so give it give it time. If you're going to go through the ranks at a corporation, you don't expect to be a senior role two years into it, right? In the coaching world, we have autonomy. Things do move faster. We do make a lot more money than a lot of people 
but it, your business is a baby. Like, let it be a baby. Don't put pressure on it. And you can still make great money and great client results, but be with it. It will speak to you. You'll know when it's time, when you feel very secure. And I think that conversation is healing in the coaching industry. You're not far behind. Everything's okay. Just stay here because then you could go to another ecosystem and rock it. Then you're having passive income and then you're having all these leads come in because what you say you mean and embody and feel. Amazing. And at the end of the day, I truly believe, if you feel me, (laughs) but I think it's a lot because when we have our business, right, we are our business and we don't know how to separate that. So if you are constantly hard on yourself, you're going to see that you're constantly hard on your business. If you are unmotivated as a person, your business will be unmotivated. You're not going to get anywhere. If you are a perfectionist with yourself, you're going to try and make your business a perfectionist. If your business was a person, it would be you. So what do you tell yourself? What do you expect of yourself? And what unrealistic expectations are you putting on yourself and your business? Like person, I will be so honest and so transparent. Everything I've ever done in my entire life, I have pushed so hard that I've got it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I told myself. Like I was a level eight gymnast when I was 14 years old. And I started late. I started hella late as a gymnast. Mm-hmm. And I caught up to everyone else because my head, Like my mom told me, if I worked hard enough, I could get it. Mm. I got into college, full ride. We were grew up in poverty, all that stuff. Why? Because I worked hard. I went to school from 7 a.m. and I didn't leave till 6 37 p.m. I worked hard enough, so I got into college. The biggest slap in my face was when I tried applying to be a journalist, an unpaid intern, (laughs) and they wouldn't take me. And I was Mm. like, I have done more than any of these people. Like I have been published. I've done my time. What do you mean? Because Mm. I thought I deserved it. And when I started business, I thought I deserved 10K months right out the gates because I worked hard enough for it. And what a lot of people don't realize, like coming from a background similar to mine, you could probably attest to it too. Like When you're expected to do something from other people, you internalize it and you say, I'm expected to do this. You put it on yourself. And so when something as difficult and multifaceted as running a business, Mm. like you don't even know what that means. I didn't know what that meant. And I was like, I could do it. I did all this. I was the only woman in the police department in my job. I could do it. Mm. And it's like, girl, sit your ass down. (laughs) Like, there are so many things that you have to do. You have to do your time. Just because you've done this for so long doesn't mean it. Like, there are skills that transfer over. But were you a business owner before? No, you weren't. How can you expect that of yourself? And it just comes from, like, this conditioned mentality of you can't separate yourself from your business because so many people feel that their business is a reflection of them so if the business is not doing good that means they're not good enough 
so so true 100% cosign with all of that I, I think that's the work of every entrepreneur I think it's the work of every human if we can get there but I understand we can't but as an entrepreneur especially as a coach because we coach coaches and service providers is that that separation is work that everyone's gonna do so you might as well start doing it and we all get to this point and even like what you're saying is even if, if we come from pushing so hard and it worked for us in the past at some point we can't push anymore we're exhausted and then we see like the decline of the results and the money and that's where that work usually begins so if you aren't there if you want to get ahead of it do the work we're talking about <laughs> But if you are there, and I would love to hear your perspective of like, what do you do when the when the pushing doesn't work? And it's like, what ha has always worked for you and expected? Like, how did you maneuver through that? Number one, and to be very honest, I took a heaping scoop of humble pie because <laughs> for like, I was the girl, right, who bloody hands on the bar I didn't get that skill I'm going again like bloody hands don't mean anything like physical pain doesn't mean anything so when I wasn't experiencing physical pain to where I was literally bleeding from my business I didn't push hard enough and I didn't realize like the decline of my relationship, right? Because it wasn't physical. It was physical. Like I still had my hands. Yeah. The physical decline in my relationships, my sleep schedule, my stomach hurting all the time. I had to realize that even though I could push through the pain, it didn't mean I should. Mm -hmm. And so I had to sit there and think, what will I do now when the thing that has worked for me for so long isn't working anymore? And that was the most honest I have ever been with myself. And it was the scariest moment that I ever been with myself because I was so used to pushing so hard that if that didn't work, I didn't know what to do. What do you do? Right? I've been doing that for 23 years of my life. What do you do? Yeah. And so I just sit and say, this is not working. Mm. I have to be honest with myself. It's not working. I don't know everything. I don't know how to navigate this. Mm. And I need to find someone who does and take their advice. And so what I did was when I gave myself the ultimatum, honestly, this year, I wanted this year to be my make it or break it year. Like, I'm either going to do this or I'm not because I had been struggling for like a good amount of time. And so I said, I'm going to give it my all and it has to look different than my all before. Mm -hmm. And what I did this time was I said, okay, I need to hire a business coach. I do. Mm -hmm. Like I need to hire someone who can help me undo what I'm doing and call me out when I'm falling through the cracks. And I can't do that for myself because I can't look at myself externally. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong because I'm looking at it the same way I've always looked at it. Yeah. So that's what I did to kind of navigate the newness. But taking that scoop of humble pie and saying, I don't know everything. Let me find someone who does was mm -hmm. the biggest transformation of my life and my business. And I wish I did it so much sooner. 
ego, right? Ego. I feel like maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, like it's probably how, it's how you survived. It's how everything always worked. It was your baseline of being, right? Especially at, like you talked before, it had just been passed through generation after generation after generation. So of course, that was the baseline of being. And I think it was so, I think it's so incredible that you, got the help that you needed you switch things and now you're showing first generations like there there there's another way of being in running business I think that's so fucking powerful thank you and, and there has to be an, another way yeah. of being in running business there has to especially for people who come from poverty especially for people who have fought their entire lives especially mm. for people who have the whole responsibility of themselves and their family on them. Like there has to be another way because it is not enough to run. Now I know it's not enough to run yourself in the ground, no matter how good of a reason you have it. It's not good because the second you run yourself into the ground, let's say you don't care about yourself, right? Let's say you don't because that's how I felt about myself for the longest. I'll work the 16 hours. Because I don't care about myself as much as I care about having money for my family, right? And a lot of us feel that. And what I have to realize and what I tell myself now, what I tell my clients is like, it's okay if you don't care about yourself. Let's just say that. Let's say it's okay. Mm -hmm. But what's going to happen when you're not there anymore to provide the money? You have to take, you are the faucet. You have to take care of yourself otherwise everything that you are doing will cease to exist if you're not at home and then people are like oh I guess I do matter I just think like that is such a good baseline of like you matter you're worthy you deserve this and them to have you as a mentor to walk them through that is so stinking amazing Oh, this was so good. Oh my God. It's been like one of my favorite interviews ever. So I always wrap it up of like, what's like one insightful lesson you would want to give our listeners today? I think one insightful lesson, I would say that if you want something and you have always worked hard your entire life to get it and you are a fighter and you are willing to do whatever it takes. Get someone on your side who will help fight those battles with you because you are not going to do that. It's just the amount of time that it'll take you to get from point A to point B. Like having someone on your side, especially in the world of business, where you need someone to audit your thoughts. You need someone to help call you out. You need someone to help reframe things for you. You can fight all you want, but you're going to take up so much more extra time. And that is such a personal lesson I wish someone told me. I used to hear it all the time, like, I'll help you get here in X amount of time. Don't you want to get here in X amount? Like all the coaches I used to see in the past, right? Oh, if you want zero to 10K months in X amount of time, that's fine. But that doesn't speak to someone who's done everything themselves. So what I would say is like, if you want to work with someone, it's not the fact that they're going to help you get there in X amount of time. It's like, you need someone by your side 
to even just get there. You need someone to even just get there. You cannot do it yourself. And I wish someone were told that to me that way. Because for someone who's done everything, like I said, myself, I always thought I could DIY everything. And I was smart enough to figure it out. But that's not the case. That is so beautiful. I'm like getting email on this call. (laughs) It's like you deserve an easier way to get there. And the best way to do that is through mentorship. It's through support. And like you said, like to have someone beside you who who's also gonna fight for you and with you to get there because your brain cannot solve the problems that you're having because it's your brain and your body and the things you carry so get someone who sees it for you when you can't I always say in yourself is a form of self-love Oh, it's one of the biggest forms of self-love actually I think because I'm choosing me in this really big way Okay, so good. Where can they find you? Tell them all the details. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so on Instagram, my username is empirebuilders.studio. And I'm always available on there via DMs. I always joke with people and say, though, like after 4 p.m. my time, which is Eastern Standard Time, I pull out, like I turn off my iPhone and I pull out my flip phone, like I'm the flip phone CEO, because I just... I like to disconnect. You can always DM me on there. I'll answer you first thing in the morning. And then see all my services on there. That's where I really hone in and I like talk to everyone. That's where I'm most engaged. And that's where you'll see updates from me. I'll be starting my podcast again soon. But all that will be there. So hit me up. I'd love to talk. Yay. All of her info will be in the show notes. Thank you for such an honest and vulnerable conversation. It was so rich. It was just so, so good. I'm so thankful you came on. Thank you. I'm so glad you had me on. I'm so glad you're doing this again. Yes, it felt so good. I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into Real Talk with Reagan. I hope you are taking what you are learning in these episodes and putting it to work so you can sign consistent clients and replace that paycheck. Now, before you go, I have something special for you. There is a freebie in my show notes and you are going to want to download it ASAP. I am giving you three fail-proof steps to create your first four figures as a coach. Yep, you heard that right. Inside of this free training, I'm covering the three steps that if you implement it in your business, you can make your first $1,000 in your coaching business and beyond. Now, one last favor. If you love this podcast, share this knowledge with others by either sharing my podcast on your social media and tagging me or by leaving a positive review so that Apple boosts this podcast for others to see it and learn from it and also grow their business. Okay, I'll see you next week where we dive into more realness around creating a profitable coaching business.